Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Or whatever time you're listening Welcome to this. Welcome to Now It's Awkward. Now It's Awkward. I am Jeff. This is my beautiful wife. My name is Brittany, in case you didn't know. <laughs> And welcome to, uh, this is episode two of our podcast. I did mention last that the last, our first episode was episode two. We did actually do one recording before last week. We just. I considered that first one like a trial run. Right. And so whenever we were talking at the end of it, after the last episode and you said two, I was kind of like. I don't think we're going to post that one. It was just kind of getting a feel for everything. So this is officially episode number two. You guys, if you listen to the first one and you're like, oh, hold on. I think I missed something. You didn't miss anything. That was just a like a practice episode that we're probably not going to post. <laughs> uh, if, if people want to hear the episode, let us know. Um, I don't even remember what we talked about in the first episode. I mean, I remember some of it, but I'm sure that we're going to end up covering whatever we talked about in that. In fact, I think we already did cover some of it in the last episode. So we'll see. But you guys aren't missing out on anything juicy. And uh, I did want to say thank you to everybody. We posted the first video, um, our first podcast yesterday on Apple and Spotify. And we had like 5,000 downloads in the first few hours of the show going live, which is, I think, pretty awesome. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. So thanks, guys, for your support. We appreciate it. This is just something that we're just diving right into. Obviously, we're not professionals at this and... Um, after listening to the last one, I am now sitting closer to the mic because I think I was a little bit further away. And so when I was trying to listen to it on my car, it was really, really hard to hear me. So hopefully you guys can hear me better. I can hear you very well, very clear. Your voice sounds great. Um, people are asking us if we're going to do a YouTube uh, recording of this show. What are your thoughts? Um... I want to say that I'm not against doing YouTube. I understand that a lot of people would prefer to watch podcasts rather than just listen to them. And I understand that. I just, I'm not sure I'm ready to just post to YouTube yet. Yeah, I think uh, we've had our issues with uh, trolls on YouTube, but we've had some time to get away from it. We just have to see how this show continues to grow. If, if people are listening in a few weeks, I think that the experience can be enhanced by putting it on video. I mean, I'd you know, watch YouTube when I'm at the gym and a lot of the podcast shows are what I end up watching just, uh, the video clips. So yeah, we'll see. It's not out of the question. Stay tuned. <laughs> so how are you doing today, honey? Last night was rough. The last few nights have been something. I think Cam is going through like a sleep regression right now. He'll be seven months on Saturday and the past week, I guess, has just been rough for him sleeping wise. He's been taking great naps during the day, like two hour naps. Um, but at nighttime, he just is not about sleeping. He wants to be up at like 4am and just partying. <laughs> I, I woke up at 430 and he was like baby talking. So he wasn't like screaming, which was fine. I had to go to the restroom. So I like slid out of the bat out of the bed and I literally crawled into the bathroom. Are you serious? Yes, I crawled in the bathroom because I didn't want him to see me because then, you know, he's going to go crazy. So I did my business and I crawled back oh, into man, the bed that. like on my like all fours. So Cam is in our room. He's in the crib in our room. Um, right now we are renting a house and the front room is 
more of like an office. It doesn't have a closet or anything, so it's not exactly a bedroom. I did make it his nursery, but just having him sleep in there is not the greatest idea because it's right next to the front door, and so people are coming in and out. The kids are loud, super loud in and out of the door, and I just know that he would never sleep in there, so his crib is in our bedroom, and every like little noise, he's got like these super sensitive ears and the turning of the door handle wakes him up but well not every noise wakes him up <laughs> but the uh the small noises tend to uh, somehow the louder noises don't yeah but the like the opening of the door the twisting just like the little pop of the lock yeah I, that wakes him up and it drives me insane because i'm trying to be so quiet the quieter you are the louder you get yes i'm terrible at trying to be quiet and i end up being so loud I'll like hit my foot on something that I never would hit my foot on had I like just been normal. So anyways, I'm, I've been a little tired, but I'm kind of used to it at this point. I feel like I probably haven't had a good night's sleep in how old is Carter? 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of like that with all of our kids. Like uh, Coop was the worst. Coop would wake up twice a night um, for a like bottle feeding when he was off the boob. And uh, I would go in there often and just like, oh, my gosh, this guy. Oh, that was, you know, and, that was a tough one. Uh, Cole has been a great sleeper. So they're all so different. But Cam lately, man, he's he's happy during the day. He's he's a great baby, but sleeping, he's just not about it. I think he's at that age where their mind is, is learning so many new things that they don't want to sleep and rest. They want to keep like... He's learning to move his hands and his fingers around like in front of his face, like he's waving and it is so cute. We can, you can just see that he's learning so much. And I think that's part of the seven month sleep regression where they just don't want to sleep because there's too much cool stuff going on in the world. I'm trying to get the physical going. I'm trying to get him to start to, you know, to put one foot in front of the other, kind of like hold him up and, you know, put him more weight on his legs so he can kind of build some strength. When was Coop walking? Coop was walking at... 11 months. That's, I yeah. want, or he I was, want this he one. He was either him. 10 and a half or 11. He was the earliest walker, I know for sure. And he's got a little bit of more pep in his step, I'd say, than our other kids. He's kind of got a little bit of fast twitch. So I'm trying to encourage that with this one. I felt like maybe I didn't walk the others <laughs> early enough, but I'm doing my best to work on the physical side as well. So, so talking about our kids, uh, that's a great segue into what we kind of had planned to talk about today was. Having a big family and what that's like. People ask us all the time, like, how do you guys actually do it with such a big family? And, you know, I was, I grew up um, an only child until I was nine years old. So that's when my younger brother was born. So I was pretty much an only child and never really envisioned having a big family. I, I had uh, my best friend in high school was one of six. So I could kind of see the interaction um, with everybody and, and kind of how crazy their life was. But I never expected that for myself. How did you see your life going? How many kids did you how many kids did you want to have? I grew up with two younger brothers. They are equally like three years below me and then another three years below my middle brother. So I was the oldest of three and I always said I wanted like four kids probably. So Were you a two and two person or just whatever you What get? do you mean? Like two boys, like, two girls? Yes. Well, I mean, yeah, ideally that would be the perfect situation. I mean, I figured I would have at least one girl. 
I saw this uh, today on, uh, you know, flipping through social, and it was a family had the first girl breaking 138 consecutive years of their family only having boys. Wow. How many did it take? Oh, I don't, I don't know how many kids they had, but, yeah. but that was the first baby 138 years ago was a boy. And until like now, wow. they had their first girl in the family. Isn't that insane? We've been, I guess this is a 10-year streak for you of boys, so <laughs> yeah. you shouldn't feel that bad. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. But I, I always wanted to have at least four. So having a, a big family was, I don't know what I consider a big family. That's the thing, like, is for a big family? Because to me, that just seemed like a normal family. Um, and honestly... I don't know if this goes for other people who are in big families, but when I look at our family, like I consider it, I guess a big family, but it's not that big. It's a monster of a family, honey. (laughs) I just like when I count my kids, you know, I think of each one and I'm like, it's not really that. I forget how many kids we have when we go to a restaurant and we try to sit down. I'm like, it's complicated. I need two tables put together. I need eight seats. Carter and Sydney who are sometimes at their other parents' house. So they're not always with us. So sometimes one is with us and sometimes one is not. And then, um, you know, depends on what, you know, they're asking. Like when I count my kids, I've had six boys. Um, I have a stepdaughter, I have one little boy who's in heaven. You know, it just depends on what they're asking me and what it's about. And it's, I think that's why we kind of like, oh, who's with us today? And, you know, like we have to count on our fingers the amount of kids that we have. But I don't exactly consider like, have the, like this is a big family. And I know to other people that it is. But for some reason in my brain, like I just don't, I just see each of our kids and I just, these are my kids. And, I guess it can feel, um, everyone can, every kid can feel overwhelming at times. Like Cole is a, he's, he's very stubborn. Um, we've talked about not, uh, looking at his characteristics as negative qualities, but as things that are going, that, that are going to provide him strength, um, as he's older. So he's very stubborn. Um, he's very, uh, determined, and he can be a handful just by himself. Mm-hmm. So it's it's one of those things where I think other parents have one or two kids and they're like, man, my kids are a lot. I don't know how you could do it with as many as you have. And it's true. Sometimes one kid with us is a lot. Sometimes we have like two or three with us. So we don't have all of them. And it feels like, man, and it's kind of chaos right now. Well, when I take, let's say that it's a Saturday and we have to kind of split games because Carter and Cash lately have had games at the exact same time and I have to drive 45 minutes to get to Carter's game and then uh, Jeff will take Cash to his game and I will take three or four of the kids and that kind of feels like, oh man, three or four kids is so easy compared to having, you know, five or six of them, so... It all just, it, it really just depends, honestly, on the day. You know, we all have our days. Sometimes the kids are a little crazier that day. Sometimes they're just chill. It just really depends. But I, I had some guy when I was walking through the store the other day, I had Cam and the carrier on me. And then I had Cole and Cash in the shopping cart. And the guy was like, 
two more kids and you wouldn't be able to fit anything in the basket. And I was like, oh, they're at home. And yeah. he kind of looked at me like, oh my gosh. And at that point, it's like, okay, yeah, that's, you know, we do have a lot of kids, but. Well, that happens to you a lot when you just have like one. Oh, like yeah. if it's just the, it's they, us with it, just Cam. They're we just like, like to pretend like it's just our <laughs> yeah. only child and we just let it fly. They're like, oh, you just wait. And they grow up so fast. And yeah. Like, oh, we got like five more at home. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of them like, oh, you look oh, so yeah. good it's with a new your baby, one. your first baby. And then you're like, like, no, man, I, I like to shock them. <laughs> no, I've had six boys in their face. Like their jaw literally hits the ground and they're like six boys. I don't know what you should look like uh, with six boys, but you look amazing with six oh, boys. Thank I mean. you. Thank you. I think that's the hardest part, though, is that we're now, as our kids are getting older and they're more involved in activities, you know, sports, what have you, that we're starting to get pulled in opposite directions. You know, with Carter, you know, he's only got like one or two basketball games left. Uh, Cash has got his baseball stuff. So that's kind of my arena. And I go with him. And then you're going to see Carter's stuff so he doesn't feel left out. So a couple of kids go with you and a couple of kids go with me. And it's difficult for us to not be at everything. I want to see his basketball games. Yeah. And Cash has like seven more games after Carter's done with his basketball season. So he understands that I'm going to Carter so that I can watch the rest of Carter's season and then go to watch Cash's games. And they're totally fine with that. But it's going to get even harder when – Cole is playing and then Cam is playing. I'm not even sure how we're going to get them all to games and practices. Thankfully, we've got help, but I mean, it, it's going to get a little chaotic soon. I've had the conversation with Coop um, that now he's a little bit older and he can understand of, you know, we're not going to be able to be at all of your events and do everything with you. You know, he's he we went and had lunch with him. Uh, you had lunch with him and Carter last week. I went and had lunch with Sydney last week. I sat with them two weeks before that. And Coop wanted me to come again uh, today to have lunch with him. I was like, bro, I just can't like be there every week at everything, but I love you. And sometimes you get jealous of the time that we spend with the other kids. Um, so that's been a difficult transition, just having those conversations of like, we love you guys. We just can't be at all these places at one time, but we love you all equally. Well, one thing that I feel like that we do very well is making time for each of the kids individually. Like, I think you you say that, but uh, we're at almost everything that we can be at for them. Like if Coop's got a field trip, you usually go on it um, just because I don't want to bring cam around lately but i think Zoo, i'm on, two I'm, years on in a row. I'm on field trip duty next year <laughs> but i mean we go and have lunch with them when we can and i take the kids on individual dates often like that's a really big deal when you have a big family that's really really important for them to know that they're like an individual person and not just like lumped into each of you know their siblings and I, I love the one-on-one -on -one time with them. I do it often, especially as they get older. It's really, really important because, you know, Cole's not exactly going to remember this time. He's not going to remember when he was two years old and he's totally fine to just hang out and play with his brothers. But as, you know, Cooper and Carter and Sydney get older, they're definitely going to remember those times. And so having those individual moments with them, like I just recently took Carter to a Spurs game 
Uh, it was one of his Christmas presents and he absolutely loved it. It was a wonderful time. And that's something that he will remember that it was just me and mom and she did fun things with me. And it wasn't just all about me and my siblings. With Sydney, she's my movie partner. Um, being the oldest and having a little bit of the overlap of interest. You don't like the movies that I like. <laughs> I like the not superhero movies. I like the action movies. Um, I'm not into scary movies. Thankfully, I don't have to worry about that with uh, <laughs> Sydney, I don't believe. But she'll go with me to watch like the most recent Marvel movie. That's kind of her thing. Or the most recent Batman movie that comes out. So that's kind of our time together. Um, Coop, I, I asked him, okay, I've been trying to motivate him to like, you know, swing hard, hit the ball, uh, far in games, you know? So I told him if you hit a home run, what's like, what's your, your thing? What do you want? What's your, like you, what activity do you want? And he thought about it for a while and he was like, I want to go on a date with mom. And I was like, <laughs> oh, you suck. <laughs> I love I love that they want that one on time with you. Um and I I, I regret it cute. a little bit that I now have to give you a <laughs> night with him. Uh because he did have his big hit in in, in the park home run this past and week. The boys are always asking for a date with mom and it's so cute because Jeff's always like, She is my wife. <laughs> and they'll be like, She is my mom. <laughs> yes. And so we do that little chest to chest challenge thing. <laughs> I know they're coming through. for me. Oh, oh man. Yeah. When they're older, like, you know, when, when teens, like I went through it with Chris, like when they start like getting that flow of testosterone, they start working out at school and they pass you in the hallway, they like give that little shoulder, you know, the sh little shoulder bump yeah, and they're and like, what's up? What's up? Five of them doing that to you. And they want to wrestle and I'm just waiting for like, it's going to be combat in my house of having to beat up all my kids because dad's strength is undefeated. <laughs> So, yeah, we uh, we love taking them on little one on one dates. I mean, Sydney and I, it's super easy for us because we just hit up the mall and like that's her favorite thing. That's my favorite thing. And so whenever we can just call going to the mall a girl's day, like it's it's so much fun. And I'm glad that I'm able to get that opportunity with her because my boys don't want to do that. I mean, they want to go and buy shoes. They'll mm -hmm. they'll go to a shoe store. They're already in that phase. And, but then after they get their shoes, they're like, okay, let's go home. And I'm like, what about me? I wanted to go shopping. So that's where like Sydney and I like the same stores. We, we wear the exact same size. Like it's just, it's so fun to be able to do that with a girl. But the boys, you know, we go to basketball games. Um, I'll take them out to, to eat lunch. And they're super easy, though. Like, Carter loves to just have Panera with me and sit and chat and maybe go look at uh, cards at a card shop. And, like, that's his day. And Coop, Coop is, like, wanting to take me on, like, some romantic date. I'm not sure what he has in mind. The kid's mind, got moves. But he's, like, dead set on having this romantic date with me. And I think it's adorable. And I can't wait because one day he's not going to want to do that with me. He mentioned a picnic. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, he wants a picnic and like we're gonna draw scenes of the trees. <laughs> he's uh he's, he's got that little uh something. Yeah, I think he's following in my footsteps, hopefully, of you are being a, a romantic. Romant you are a romantic. You know, one one thing that I think is important, one thing that I try to do, which is trying to steal one on one time within the group. So when we're like at the park, we go to the park. Just every about day, every almost, day, 
um, or to the field or to the cul-de-sac to play. So I can steal a little bit like Coop and Carter will go off to do something and Cash will be like, Cash, you want to play catch? And he'll be like, yeah. So I'll steal that little time with him. Or Coop will want to race me. So it's like those little moments on the couch watching a show that one of them will come and sit on me. And I'll get that little time with maybe Cole or with Coop will come and sit uh, next to me or Cash will want to sit on my lap. And for me, that's a time when I can steal just those little individual moments that help my kids kind of connect with me. Yeah, like just the other day upstairs I was playing um, with Cole. We were I was throwing him balls and he was hitting them and then he'd go pick up the balls and like he could just do that all day. So it's just finding the little moments where you've got that chance to have one-on-one time with your kids. And I always try to, especially at bedtime, um, kind of just sit with them and ask them a few questions about their day. And uh, especially with Carter, I think it's really important at his age to just ask him about school and how things are going and just have a little bit of just moments where it's just the two of you. Cause that's very important in a really big family like ours. But overall, I think that our kids are happy. They're thriving. Like uh, I think that they enjoy having siblings and a big family. I mean, of course they're not going to know anything different really, but I think that, you know, they're having a wonderful childhood and my hope is that at Thanksgiving we just have like this huge table with all of our kids and their spouses and grandkids and just like this big, huge, fun family. Honey, we've we have how many kids again? Uh, six. Mm-hmm. Count it six. So if each of our kids has six kids, I mean, think about that. It's kind of it's a lot of Easter super, baskets. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, you'll love that. You'll love it. That's kind of I your will. wheelhouse. I will. It sounds like a blast, honestly. I'm think I'm going to go cut the grass. Well, <laughs> like I'm, I'm going to need a little bit of time away because I was nine years old before I had another brother in the house. And even then, like the age gap was so big that I think it was really difficult for me. I never never anticipate. I always wanted, you know, multiple kids. I always saw myself kind of my vision of being a dad. Um, but I never anticipated being in a house this big in, in some respects, I think that's the, the greatest gift we could give to our kids is that they're never bored. Like no. They say they're bored, but yeah, all kids they always have claim someone to bored. play with always. Yeah. yeah. I think it's pretty neat. I mean, I would have loved to have more siblings to play with. I mean, I of course would have loved to have a sister. I don't, I don't know what that is like, but I think that my, my parents would have had probably one more. And I always really hoped that I would have had a sister, but girls just don't (laughs) just don't run in my family. I suppose I'm just like a lucky charm. Yeah. So um, the last little part of that um, that we have to get to is, is our family going to get bigger, honey? Oh, the million billion dollar question. Every time I do a Q&A, that's the question that I get. Same. And I just tippy-toe around it because I don't know what to say, to be honest. Well, I, I you know, I think you like to say, I, I'll be content if this is if this is the end of the road, you know, if... Cam is my last baby. I'll be fine. But I just don't think we're stopping. I just don't. I just don't see it ending. Deep in my heart, I cannot 
fathom that Cam was my last baby. I just wasn't go. prepared for that to be the end. Um, I don't know. I Is there a point really in, I just don't see myself ever reaching that point where you're just like, Hold on. Are you saying you never <laughs> want to stop having kids? Because no, I'm like, old, honey. I'm I'm 43 years old. Yeah, uh, but for you the can, listeners you who don't can know. have babies forever. That's not a, that's not <laughs> like I know I don't want to hear that. Um, no, at some point, maybe surgically, I am not able to have babies forever because I just don't know how long we can continue no, to go. I, as much as I love my kids. Um, you know, no, at, at some point the chaos has to like calm. No, I'm I'm messing with you, honey. I I just I'm saying like at some point does that ever hit you where you're just like I'm done? Because I've talked to a lot of people who can relate. They just like that feeling just never comes. Like you're just waiting for this feeling of being I'm done. And for some people, I just think that you have to eventually give up that dream. I don't, I don't know. I've always left this up to you. When we started dating, when I, I, you know, I was 34 when we started dating and, um, I didn't, I didn't have a defined, this is what I want out of the next person. If I anticipated meeting somebody my age who probably was going to have kids and if they were done, I would be done. Um, but if I met somebody that was still wanting to grow the family. I I always wanted to have more kids, so I left that open. And you, from the beginning, were like, yeah, I want to have many more children. I just feel like, and this is a, I guess, not exactly like a great thing, but so much of who I am is like wrapped up in being a mom. And I've, you know, I've been a mom for 10 years now, and I have that gap in between you know, when I had my divorce and then met you and then, you know, we got pregnant pretty quickly, but for so long, I've always had like a baby for 10 years really. And to not have a baby all of a sudden seems really scary to me. I just don't see this being the end of the story. And, and, um, I'm always afraid that the next one's going to be like multiples, you know, <laughs> like at some point uh, a higher power is going to say, no, 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 you guys need to be done. Like this is enough. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I've got room for one more. And had you asked me that, like at, at the end of every pregnancy, I'm like, I'm done. And it's just because you get with to this Cole, you were like, I'm done. This is it. <laughs> With every pregnancy, it's hard at the end. It's really hard. And if you've got multiple kids, like they, you know, they rely on you for everything. And you're also growing another child and you're moody and you're tired and you're sick and you're just like uncomfortable. And so at the end of every pregnancy, I'm like, I can't do this anymore. And then I look at Cam and I'm like, how can I not have another baby like this just can't, can't let go of this chapter of my life for whatever reason so I can see myself having one more I think we just um and you just find a way right you have one more you you feel like there's only so much love you can give you have another baby and you feel like I there you just I don't know your universe of love <laughs> grows that you can handle more um and you just figure figure a way to make make things happen as our kids are getting older, they're maturing a little bit. So there's days where 
you know, like the childhood chaos kind of goes away because, you know, Carter and Sydney are older and they can kind of chill out. They'll kind of go to their room. Yeah, and they're also very helpful. I mean, like Sydney can watch Cam for hours. I mean, she's I trust her with him. She's very good with all of the kids, and Carter's the same way. If Cam's crying, Carter can go and pick up Cam and soothe him for a little bit if I'm helping Cole with something. And I saw something the other day saying, like, you know, eventually your kids, like, they form this own little tribe, and they start to, you know, in big families, they start to take care of each other. And not that it's, you know, Sydney's responsibility or Carter's responsibility to take care of these kids, but that's what they do. They, it's their sibling and they, uh, they just kind of grow up in that environment. And I think it's going to make them really great parents one day, but also just great people in general. I, I hope so. And what, what I think is when you only have one kid, you kind of, as a parent, you almost micromanage the things that they do because they they are your focus of attention. But when you got as many kids as we do, there's just going to be times where they're going to have to be taking care of themselves. Not not yeah, you they know, have to learn to figure some things out on their own. Managing their own day a great quality to have. So yeah, all that to say, I could see us having one more. What do you say, honey? Um, I'm in it for as long as you have when everybody asked me that question. If you want to have more babies, um, I enjoy the process so we can have more kids. Yeah. Hopefully, um, you know, I know that God's got a sense of humor, but hopefully he doesn't say, and here's twins for you. Or, you know, I, I know that you're chasing that girl and, and we're happy for every baby that we've had. Um, when you've had this many boys, like the Everybody around you is kind of like, is it a, and when we say it's a boy, they're like, Ugh. like you can, they're almost disappointed more than you are. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, gosh, I, I don't even know how to describe the feeling. It's, it's more that I'm letting other people down when it like, you know, when Cole's a, a boy and then Cam and it's almost like I, at first I'm like, okay, I'm having another boy. It's okay. But it's more of like everybody else wants it to be a girl so bad that you feel like you're you're letting them down. And I think that's part of that's that's the hardest part is being on social media and all these people like wanting you to have a girl so bad that you feel like it was your fault that you're letting all of these other people down by having a boy. And that's just not not the way that I felt. It almost felt like sad for you know, Cam or for Cole because they were another boy, like, you know, people weren't going to care or. Mm -hmm. And I think people, um, you know, even I get it. Right. And I think you're, you should be the one getting a lot of this, but I get a lot of like, Oh, I can tell this is, this one's a girl. I can tell by her belly. I can tell by her heart. I've heard that six times. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, her craving. Mm -hmm. That's definitely a girl craving. Yeah. Yeah. I've disproved all of that. Being in cheese tacos. It's a boy. Okay, I can say that for sure. Anything, it's a boy yeah. at this point. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it uh, see how it goes. Uh, I mean, it's uh, as long as you're wanting to keep going, honey. You know that. Um, so, talking about making the kids, um, we we offered a little. Uh, I think this is going to be a weekly little segment or question that we offer to the audience, but. You know, the awkward question of the day, mm-hmm. right, uh, goes with the theme of the show. 
The awkward question of the day was, when do you find time for it? How do you, what do you call it, honey? Because I call it and you hate it, but I call it coitus. I literally never knew that was a word until I met you. Never in my life have I heard that word. And it is cringy. It is such a cringe word. I hate it when you say it. And you say it just to irritate me. I do. Um, it's a gross word. Do you prefer, what do you prefer? Do you prefer alone time, private time, spicy time? I mean. Hanky panky, the bedroom rodeo. What is, which one do you. Oh my God. What is your preferred the term? The bedroom rodeo? What's your preferred um, term for that? Um, like we don't even have to have a term. We just, I just know what you're. Well, people are calling it it. And I was just like, I, I know what they mean by it, but what do you mean by it? Uh uh gosh i just call it sex i mean i don't know <laughs> like i don't know why we got to make it such a, a if you're talking about it around your kids like yeah people wanted to know if we've been alone time if we've been caught doing that was it. the awkward question yes. of the week was have any of your kids caught you having alone time uh before and the answer is yes but i i I don't remember it like super clearly. All I remember is that one of the kids was standing next to the bed silently. It was dark. And you, and you turned your head. I turned my head and I see this child just standing there. Looking. <laughs> Thankfully, I believe we had covers over us. Yes. So it wasn't like a complete and it was dark. So... They didn't see anything, but I just knew the next morning I was going to have to answer this question and it was never, nothing was ever said. So <laughs> like, so no one ever, um, brought up what, what was happening at that moment? No, I don't remember. I don't think we did. And I yeah. remember you, you shrieked and uh, I thought it was me, uh, something I was, uh, I was operating incorrectly, <laughs> um, so you shrieked and then I saw it and I was like, oh, geez, you know, like one of those uh, reactions. And uh, I think that's the only time that we've. Um, I think he was probably like five. I want to say you think he was younger. I, I'm pretty sure he was five or six. I think he was a little younger. I think he was three or four. No. This was um, a while back. But I think we blocked out specifics yeah. on this because it was traumatizing for you <laughs> and me because then for several weeks or months afterward anytime yeah. that it was alone time we were always like well Who see, there? here's the thing in our last house we had two ways that you could get into the bedroom the the regular bedroom door and then the laundry room was connected to the closet the closet was connected to the bathroom and the bathroom was connected to our bedroom. So you had to lock two doors. That's like mission impossible. <laughs> you had to lock two doors if you were like, you know, going to do it when the kids were awake and the kids. Let's, let's clarify that real quick. Cause we're not like putting on the TV and be like, we'll be back in a few minutes, guys. <laughs> this is when they were clearly distracted, napping in another room, occupied with something. And it was just a um, romantic time. A quick, yeah. Okay. So anyways, the kids figured out how to open to, to lock the bed, to unlock the bedroom door with a spoon. So they have these new locks where you just put the like, it's little like little thing in there and you can thing. turn it and it will unlock. So they'd go grab a spoon. 
and unlock the door. And they saw me do it one time because one of the kids locked themselves in the in the bathroom or something. And so I had to unlock it from the outside with a spoon and they saw mom do it. So one time the door was locked and one of the kids was like, oh, I remember that mom unlocked the door with a spoon. So from then on, it was just like this paranoid feeling of the kids were going to come in. So then you set up the booby traps, right? You lock all the doors and you're setting like, you know, stuff on the ground so that they touch it. You can hear it and you can hear them coming. So or you, you can... see like their hand underneath the, the door. That's that's definitely a turn off. And then we started doing towels uh, under the little opening of the door and pillows over that so that they couldn't push that or out of the way. You got to find a way to continue to have uh, the romantic time. When people ask, like, how do we find time doing it with uh, six kids? You have to make the time. Um, and obviously, way the majority of time is after the kids are asleep. Yeah, that that's not a normal occurrence. I don't want to give people the impression that we're just uh, doing it all day long. <laughs> Although, it would be fun. Um, so, how many times a week? I think that's the original question. And I'm going to, I'm going to say one to two times a week is average. I think it's more than that. You uh. <laughs> want it to be more than that. But I think that one to two times a week is healthy. I think that that's, um, I don't know what the marital average is. It's probably once a week, but when you've been married as long as we have, which is, um, we've been together for almost 10 years now. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that that number becomes less than one, I I would just be surprised. Yeah, yeah, you just get in the routine of life. You get uh, you you get to know your partner. Um, some marriages aren't as healthy as they could be because they're just not romantic enough. And I think that's what we try to do often. We talked about date night last week, but date night is a way for us to connect and get some romantic feelings. That's often when. It hasn't happened for us for a while. That's when it's going to happen is after a night that we've spent some time talking. No pressure or anything. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no pressure on date night. There, Well, I mean, I, I, it's not an expectation. We've established that. We've talked about this. It should not be an expectation that on date night, sometimes we're both really tired and exhausted mm -hmm. when we get home. And it's just not the right time for it. Um, but it's best when it's not forced on each other. So, so I guess that answers both of those awkward questions. So we got those out of the way. Yes. And, um, I hope, I, I think my mom listens to these. <laughs> so mom, I apologize. Um, but you're an I adult. Mean, she I'm knows an adult. how we got all these kids here. So I think we just block that out. Like, you know, um, as parents, you think about your kids growing and they're going to get married and they're going to have kids and you just don't want to think about it. So I don't, uh, you know, yeah. But um, it feels like a good place to kind of wrap it up for the week. Um, again, thank you guys so much for listening to the first episode. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. And um, I hope you all have a great Easter weekend. We yeah, Easter's coming up for plans. us. What are our plans for Easter, honey? Uh, we're going to go hunt some Easter eggs at our land. The house is going up and they're going to be pouring the foundation next week, it seems like as long as our nasty weather these past couple of days don't mess things up. But um, I think this we're going to go and hunt some Easter eggs out there because there's plenty of places to hide them. And then uh, we're going to see some family that afternoon, and that's really the extent of it. 
we don't go, go anywhere usually for holidays. I like to, to be around, um, at home and I like to go and see crew on holidays too. So we will definitely go by there sometime on Easter and, um, sit with him for a little bit. It's good to, uh, have these little life events. Uh, you, you make uh, memories for our kids. You've got their baskets, you know, kind of hidden in the closet. Uh, we're trying to keep the kids out of our room so they don't find all that stuff. But, um, you know, you do an amazing job of making memories for our kids, building traditions for them. I follow your lead on that, but I just want to say you're doing an awesome job and I love you. Thank you. I love holidays. So I hope you all have a wonderful or had a wonderful Easter by the time you listen to this. And thank you for so much for listening to our podcast number two. And yep. we will see you guys in the next one.